Welcome back to the Teen Catalyst Podcast, helping teens fulfill their God-given potential and become men and women of impact. Today's podcast comes from a chat that I had with my friend David Vargas, and we're talking about the law of awareness and how it relates to teens. And the law of awareness comes from a John C. Maxwell book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And I think you'll find this chat encouraging and Hopefully you take a nugget of information away from it that you can use to improve your life and improve your impact on the world. So enjoy the episode and do good work. All right. What's going on, ladies and gents? It's the Dave here with another video on the 15 Laws of Growth. I got my buddy Ken here, and he's going to share with us a little bit about the law of awareness. Um before we get started, wherever you're watching from, uh, let me know in the comments where you're watching from, what time of day it is, how you feel, whatever. Just let me know um, how far this video is going because we'd love to know. Um, Ken, so I haven't talked to you in a couple of months. Before we get into all this stuff, what's been going on? I know you were sick for a while. Yeah, uh, thankfully I pulled through that. I came down with a bout of pneumonia. Uh, I think it was around two months ago when we were first going to do this video. And I was out for about six weeks, <laughs> wow. like flat on my back. Couldn't, couldn't do much of anything, but thankfully I pulled through that, um, back to work, back to living life and, and enjoying things. So I'm feeling much better. <laughs> Thanks for asking. That's good. That's really good. I was, I was a little worried. I was like, man, I hadn't heard from Ken in a long time. <laughs> hadn't seen any of your videos. Hadn't seen a whole lot of yeah. your posts. I was like, man, but I'm glad you're doing good. And, and yeah, it's good. Um, so the law of awareness, I know that this is one of the most important things that a young person could learn, especially when they're a teenager, like a, a tween, young teen, when they learn this skill of knowing what's going on around them, I feel like it's it's really important that they learn it early. So the first question I've got for you is how why is it important to have a good sense of awareness? Wow, that's a great question. So, so much of life, um, I'm going to dive into a lot of my experience. We, as a teen, you know, there's a certain course of action that you're expected to follow. You, you go through school, um, come out of school, and you either continue your education, you know, getting a formal college education, or you go into the workspace and a lot of times that that job that you go through, that you go for is just kind of laid in your lap. There's no intention behind your career or, or what you, there's, there's a lot of times we don't dive into what we're good at, what we enjoy doing. And when, when we can become aware of that, I, I use the DISC model of human behavior a lot when I work with youth and that goes into understanding our tendencies, our, our interests, our likes and our dislikes. And I like to liken it to the parable of the, um, the guy that had the servants and he gave the talents to, he was going away on a long vacation and he gave them talents. Now God gave each one of us interests, gifts, skills, talents, abilities, likes, and dislikes. And just like in that parable, God didn't tell us how to utilize those things. He just gave them to us and said, go do that. And I think that ties a lot into our purpose, but we have to be aware of what those things are. And so 
what I like to do is to draw that out of youth and, and help them to understand themselves at a deeper level so that they can fulfill that purpose. That's perfect. That's wonderful. Um, I feel like I feel the same way. If we could just get them to know what they like early on or to understand themselves, kind of like emotional intelligence, to understand how they react to things, why they react a certain way, maybe they'll make better decisions better decisions mm-hmm. in the way that they react to failure, to, to joy, to sadness, to all that, all that stuff that affects us whenever we're trying to make decisions for ourselves in the future. So yeah, and it's, that it's note, so different for each, uh, each youth as well. Like they're, they're all going to react differently to each one of those. Yeah. That's what's, that's, what's great. And that's, what's hard, especially when you're doing groups <laughs> of kids, groups of yeah. kids, you're like, ah, oh, I know this guy likes this way. I know this young lady likes the things or she understands things in a different way, but being able to, to adapt that is something that, that I wish we could teach kids early on. So mm-hmm. next question, what are some of the questions you ask your students and why about self-awareness? <laughs> well, instead of the questions that I ask the students specifically, because that is going to be different for each one. It's more the methodology, how you guide them through understanding who they are and draw out of draw out of them what their interests are. So a lot of that is just kind of chatting about life. Like, you know, if if they enjoy video games, what's the why behind their video games? Is it the connection with their friends? You know, do they play with, like, they don't care what game they're playing. They're just with their buddies. Or is it the challenge behind it? Is it uh, the fun aspect or, or like what types of games? It might be a game where they're helping to design uh, one one kid that I that I work with some, he does a, a house flipping game. So he'll he likes to create like buy buy virtual real estate and updo it and and all of that and turn around and sell it. So it's figuring out what it is, what the why is behind the things that they're interested in and helping them build on that. It's so interesting if you can just approach it from. A, a curiosity standpoint rather than a trying to so often we as adults think that we can know the answers to these youth to, to what it is that they're seeking. We think that we know. And so we try to guide the the conversation, but if we can just approach it from curiosity and help them to better understand themselves while we draw that out of them, I think that goes, that's goes a lot farther than, you know, one specific question you can ask or um, just trying to guide them how we think they should go. That's true. And also I feel like as adults, we try to, to put them in a specific type of pocket, like this person personality is like this or their personality is like that. And so based off of that, we make other decisions off of that. But the way that you're talking about it is that you discover how that child is. You discover that, that personality and what makes what drives them? What what makes them happy? What makes mm-hmm. them sad? All that. Stuff. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, so th- this one I think is the most important one because as parents, we always want to to be. We always want the best for our kids, but sometimes we don't understand that what's best for our kids is improving ourselves. So this question right. is for the parents. What can we do as parents to be a better example for our, our teens? 
Wow, great question. <laughs> so I'll speak to to this from the uh, from the mentor and the the youth leader aspect of it because I'm not a parent myself. But having come through the teenage years, I, I kind of remember how that went. <laughs> um, so a lot of a lot of what we can do is to model what we what we are trying to teach them. So often there's a disconnect between what parents or youth leaders and mentors and, and all that, there's a disconnect between what they're teaching and what they're reflecting. So like if I'm trying to help these youth uh, create, like figure out what their career is that they would actually enjoy and love doing and, and be able to impact the world with, but I'm over here stuck in a job I hate and not not making my own steps towards doing the things I love doing, then they'll see that like a, a teen, they'll, they'll see right through that. If what you say and what you do are, are different things, like there's no hiding that. <laughs> and, and we think we can deceive them sometimes, but you can't. So the first thing is to model that, like what you want for them, be that, be the change you want to see in the world as I've, who was it that said that? I don't remember. I'm bad with quotes. I can remember the quote. I can never remember who said it. <laughs> I think it was Gandhi. Um, I think it was Gandhi. Yeah, that's yeah. There you go. I, and it was. I was thinking that, but I I hate misattributing things. <laughs> right. Um. One of the, one of the other things is to understand how our youth operate. So in in the DISC model of human behavior, there's four personality types. One of one of them needs a challenge. So if they come to you with a question and, and you don't respond in, in the right manner or, or you don't challenge them in how to, you know, overcome whatever they're facing, then they're going to, they're, it's going to turn them away. They, they need that challenge. Like they're, they're going to face it head on. If, if you've got kids, you know, <laughs> you know, you've got that one that's always button heads with you. <laughs> Um, the next one, they need the appreciation. They like to be recognized for what they're doing. So they come to you with a hard question. It's like, wow, great question. I'm, I'm glad you see, you know, that you need to, you need to work through that. And, and you recognize they're taking steps towards getting through that. That, that motivates them and lifts them to, to actually pursue that further. And then you've got the one that just, they need the support and the security. Like, dad, I, I'm trying to work through these things. Can you help me? Or do you, do you at least have my back as I work through this and make these decisions? And if you can just give them that support and the security, then, I mean, they're, they're going to fly. That's, that's, that's what they need. And then the fourth, the fourth kind of person, they need quality answers. So if they come to you, Hey dad, I got this question for you. And you just kind of give them a, off the shoulder answer, you know, they, they're like, well, he's not putting any thought into it. I, I need a quality answer. I need to know that they put thought into that because this is important to me. And so if we, as parents, youth leaders and mentors and coaches can recognize what each person needs and provide that for them, not give them the direct answers, but provide the environment that they need to grow and to thrive and know that, you know, we've got their back, then it, it's, their potential is unlimited. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as, as a parent, we, we, what we need to do is to, 
to recognize that the way that we've done things isn't always the way things going to be that that it's going to work for our kids because there's a difference mm-hmm. between the way that we were raised and the way that they need to be raised because the world is a different place and exactly. i feel like that's that's one of the most important things as a parent that we can recognize is that just because it worked for grandma and grandpa and it worked that way for us doesn't mean it's going to work for our kids because i i see that in in parent-child relationships where there's just this big disconnect like you were talking about and it's because they're trying to do it the old way and the old way sometimes most of the time nowadays is not going to work because it's a completely different world (laughs) they learn different than the way that we learned you know they're smarter they're more technologically advanced than we were so exactly you know the 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 way that we were taught is not going to work in trying to teach them but the example is always going to work because they will see that Mm. there was a story oh i was reading a book the other day where this guy was talking about exactly that being the example and that there was this mother who would just constantly praise her kids constantly praise them. You're great. You're, you're, you know, you can do whatever you can do anything you set your mind to. And those kids, when they grew up, they were not successful because they saw their mother. Every time their mother looked in the mirror, she's like, Oh, my hair is horrible. I, I hate the way my skin is. But when she got dressed, she was like, I hate this outfit. It doesn't, you know, I don't feel good in it. So they always felt like if mom doesn't feel like she's good enough for anything, how can I be good enough for anything? And so that's where that whole being the example goes back to. You have to speak positivity into them. You have to speak positivity about yourself so that they can understand that the same thing works for them. So that when, yep. when they have something in their head, you got to flush out the negative and build yourself up and then build other people up around you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that's okay. that's a great example because, you know, it's it's important to hear what other people tell us but it's what we tell ourselves that has a bigger effect. And so they might tell you, you can do it, but if they don't, if, if the parent isn't the example of that, believing that they can do what they want, then what you tell them doesn't, doesn't help them enough. Like they, they need to believe and be able to tell themselves just like you tell yourself. So yeah, that's a great little story. Yeah. They've got to see that you believe in yourself the way that you speak to them, that you believe in them. Yeah. Because when exactly. they see that in you, they're like, okay, walk in the walk, talk in the talk kind of thing. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Okay. So that's all, that's all I have for the questions. If someone wants to get a hold of you to talk about more, you know, stuff that you do with teens, you know, what, what kind of programs are you working on right now? How can they get a hold of you? So you can find me on most social media platforms. Um, Facebook is probably the one that most people are on. I am um, somewhat active on it. Not not as much as I had been. I, I was doing a uh, 100 days live video series. And then when I got sick a couple of months ago, that went by the wayside. So I've, I've been back to um, doing my live trainings on Wednesdays in my Facebook group, the Team Catalyst group. So if somebody is interested in how I work with teens and and wants to see kind of the content that I have to offer, your best place would be to join the Teen Catalyst group on Facebook where you can catch my live trainings and then also check out the Teen Catalyst podcast. Those are, are the two easiest places to find me. That's awesome, buddy. Thank you. I sure appreciate your time today. 
Um, for those of you watching, I'm going to put all that information down in the description. So you can just click on the link and go find Ken wherever he's at. Um, we will check back with you here at, probably in a couple of months and see where you're at, how, how everything's going. And then, uh, and then see how it goes. All right. Buddy. All right. Awesome. Sounds I great. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Sounds okay. good. All right. Bye. Hold on. I'm going to figure this.